Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the Gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I talk about the advent of our series entitled Slowing Down. We also break down the first message in this series. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching, episode number sixty-one. Uh, we this is a take two. I should say this. We just I the recording stopped accidentally, so we're back in the armchairs. Welcome back, John, once again. Good to be here. Uh, first Sunday in Lent this yes, week, and we yes. started a new series. Ash Wednesday was last Wednesday in the chapel. Rebecca and Paul did yeah, a fabulous job. There. They did, and we had a special edition of the podcast, a bonus episode of Armchair Preaching for those that, that may nice. have missed it. Has the full sermon built into the episode as well and uh, learn some things about mobile recording that I will fix for future uh, mobile recordings in the chapel. Uh, normally we can record audio in the sanctuary or in Loudon Hall uh, just through the microphones but we don't have that capability in the chapel and as a packed out Event, yeah, it was it was full, yeah, huge. Uh, I don't I don't know what the number was, but man, for that room, it only holds like maybe ninety ninety people. So, so we yeah. were over, we were at capacity in there, which was mm-hmm. awesome to see that and uh, feel that out. And uh, was glad that we were able to record it in even the small way that we did. But we did start a new series this week, John, and I wanted to just talk about yeah. kind of the thought process behind this series in general. Mm-hmm. What it means to you, what it means to me, why we think this is a time uh, that it's yeah. so important. It's a series that we're we, you've entitled "Slowing Down." So yeah. I wonder if you yeah. talk about the thought process that went into. Well, I'd, this I'd love series. to say I'd love to say it, everybody's reading this book called "The The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry" or Hurry, something, yeah. something like that. Uh, which I've, uh, I've I've got that book. It's on deck. I haven't read it yet. I guess I should read it since we're in a series called <laughs> "Slowing Down." Uh, I'd like to say it was tied to this really you know rising uh, star. Of, of a book, but it really is more tied to everything that we've been through yeah. as a people. It's just you know, even just this morning, I was talking to a guy, and he said that you know he's in the funeral industry, and he says I'm just seeing more people coming into these settings, and just they're, they're stressed beyond belief. I yeah. know you talked about it in your sermon. There's just a lot of stress in the system right now, and you see, you see it living out in in, in strange ways, like in like in, in, in memorial service planning, you know, in, in his case. So, um, so. Um, so I, it just seemed like it was a good season. It'd be a good time, especially with the occasion. We're, we're in Lent. These are this yeah. that, those weeks that are weeks of preparation for Easter. It seemed like a good season for us to let's do something that's more interior, more um, allowing us r- room to breathe. And I love how you did that in the sermon too. Just to, you know, mm-hmm. inhale. You know, exhale and in a in a stress filled environment and in a pace. Now that hasn't changed pre COVID, po- during COVID, and post COVID. You know, it the pace still is the same. Mm-hmm. It's just you've added stress to the system to it as well. It just seemed like this would be a really great time to to challenge ourselves and for you and me and Rebecca and everybody else who's leading in all this to challenge ourselves yeah. to actually pull back yeah yeah slow and, down and i think it's i mean i think you just said it too i mean the idea pre-covid post-covid we 
we always have felt a sense of hurry and stress. I think what makes this particularly unique time is that we've always felt this stress, but the world is so radically different that we don't we're less capable of navigating it because we're never sure what we're mm. you know what we're going to be uh, engaged with you know i think this 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 stress level that we feel I, I mean i know i've talked to a bunch of people just with their work life because of uh, some of the work shortages that are happening and some of the supply chain shortages that are, have been happening for the last several months their their work stress is is as high as it's ever been, but it's fundamentally different. I mean, you and I both know the ministry life that we live in is very different. We've always felt a sense of of, of obligation and responsibility in our calling. I think what has changed is that the landscape has changed, so we're not yeah. even sure how to na- – there's a, a yeah. sense of uncertainty, I yeah. think, is what I'm saying. Is, is there's The stress has always been there, but now there's this added level of uncertainty yeah. – and throw into it now, especially, which we didn't know when we were, we were playing the series, this global crisis with Russia and the Ukraine, which is affecting us. Yeah. I mean, today, uh, gasoline went to over $4 a gallon here in Polk County. I mean, I passed my local gas station that I stopped at. It was – I got the, gas yesterday and paid $4 a gallon. For yeah, it $4 was – $4.06 and six, six cents or yeah, 19 cents. It was like 19 cents, the one I passed, four nineteen, and I – I, I swallowed hard, you know, because that's that be, that's an added level of stress. And so the idea of just saying, man, we we need to slow down and just understand who God is in all this. And the fact that it's Lent is just divinely ordained, you know, that this is supposed yeah. to be a season where we yeah. pull back. And so I wonder from you, you know, you talked about it yourself, that, that challenging us as pastors even to take the lead on this. How how easy is it for you to slow down yourself? I know you got a lot yeah. on your plate. Yeah. How is easy is it for you to actually uh, do that? Um, at times, it, it's great. But I, I will admit that since COVID and all this, that that I have not had the kind of those sweet kind of like Sabbath times that I once had. Um, it's just been really difficult to, to do that. Um, um, and you're asking me this question actually on the on, after coming off of a weekend when we had the grandkids at our house uh, all weekend <laughs> as well. So we had all five of them at our house most of the weekend, and then we drove f- a total of about four hours with them to to get to or three hours to two two and a half hours to get to uh, Lake uh, Clearwater to take them back home, and two hours of crying. So I'm a little I'm still a little twitchy right now from <laughs> from all of that. So there are times when you have family situations that that it really really struggles. But there are other times where even like last night, you know, Seal and I just put on some music. We just had a quiet meal, meal together, sat on the back porch, mm-hmm. and it was just and, and listening to the rain. It was great. Yeah. So we really tried to practice this even last night. Mm-hmm. Tried to have a meal together. It happened to be just the two of us, and we, we really went quiet. Yeah. So yeah. It, I, I, it, for me, it's a struggle. I'm just I'll, I'll just be honest. It's always a struggle to pull back. I think um, one of the things that I did learn positively from COVID is that the the world does still move on with or without me. Because I went, you know, we did we had COVID, and then I went to a, a sabbatical, and which was. V- which was very difficult uh, internally at the beginning. I remember the first couple of weeks, and it was incredibly tough not to 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 check the email and everything. You know, yeah. and I and I still. I mean, I'll be honest. I still did check my email. You and I still met on occasion because I I, I get you know kind of twitchy when I don't know what's going on. Um, so there are times where it's more difficult than than not to pull back and and. 
I think especially, but that that season did help me to see. You know what? The world still turns. The ministry yeah. still gets. God's still on the throne. He doesn't need me holding. You know my particular uh, part of it uh, all the time. You what know? they call it, the FOMO. You know, the fear yeah. of missing out. There's something real about that. That, yeah, that it really that, is. That if you if you, the the anxiety to describe what you're describing, because I felt the same thing, of not feeling like you can actually do that without worrying about the outcomes yeah. or the, the things that are going on and not worrying about what's happening. Uh, that's a real thing there. People really, really feel like if I, you know, I'm, I don't know what that is. Um, that's that's probably worth us unpacking sometime in these next couple <laughs> yeah. couple weeks. Here, it's like it's that's okay yeah. to not really know that the exact outcome of that meeting that you're going to give up because you're not going there, or that that relationship that's not going well. You know, well, and, I, and I think that's why this season has been so particularly stressful because even the things that we thought we could count on just in our daily lives, you know. Uh, it's less less so here in Florida. Uh, we have been relatively open since yeah. you know the middle of, of 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 summer 2020. I mean, the the state really didn't shut all the way down. But you know, for for me as a parent, you know, we're never sure what my we weren't sure what our kids were getting into it in school. You know, masks, no mask, dividers, no dividers. How are they going to do social distancing? Are, are they going to get shut down? I mean, so those are like the things that you would normally say. Hey, my local elementary school. My my kids have been going for the last four or five years. School's going to be open Monday through Friday, with the exception of holidays. We know that that's going to happen, and that those levels of normality Un- have been uncertain now. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people are feeling that with their jobs. A lot of people feel that with their health care. A lot of people feel that with their child care, especially I think of those that have been in more vulnerable situations if they have a medical crisis is there going to be a bed for them is there going to be a doctor for them is there going to be you know if they've got an uh you know someone in their family that's got got a medical yeah. situation is there going to be care for them so all these kind of underlying questions that are that are vibrating under the surface that add to this level of stress and i think that's why a, a series like this it calls us to you know, the slowing down is the action, but the 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 effect of that slowing down is that what are we doing with that? Yeah. You know, what are you you said yourself say you say no to these things in order to say yes to something else, and the yes is what are we doing with that? Is that we're we're centering on? It may feel uncertain. It may feel disruptive for for us. May may, may it be anxiety for us. But who are we addressing, and yeah. who are we centering on when we slow down? We're centering on on the the immutable, you know, sovereign God of the universe. Yeah, and right. out of that 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 character and our awareness of that character comes the certainty mm-hmm. that we may not feel like it's all together. But we know that, we know that God. Is, that this is nothing a blip in, a blip on the screen for God, and this is nothing beyond God's God's control. So. There is there is comfort. Maybe that's the the way to say it. There there is comfort that comes out of slowing down and centering yeah. on God. When you really dived into the Psalm twenty three passage, I didn't really deal with it at all. But it was really interesting how you really more looked at the tone of Psalm twenty three and really the the sense of calm in the midst of Psalm twenty three. And I wonder if you talk about your your approach to Psalm 23 as it relates to the slowing down idea because I thought that the the 
the tonal idea that you were bringing out was really interesting. Well, I, would, I didn't say this on, on Sunday. This is another one of these um, either cutting room floors or just backstory uh, moments here. But there was a, I was on a retreat once, and, and the, the, the theme of the, one of the nights of the retreat was Psalm 23, and it was Lectio Divina, which mm-hmm. is just you read it once, and you read it sort of meditatively, and then you read it again, and you look for what, what uh, catches you. And it was that, that, tone, uh, that, that tone that caught me, and it was the, uh, the phrase that I didn't pick up on, didn't spend as much time on, was the idea of refreshing your soul. Yeah. This God who takes you to pastures of tender grass and waters of stillness and, and on, on paths that are the, the right paths is the God who refreshes your soul. Yeah. And that's really lurking just beneath the surface of this entire series as well. So with that sort of a inspiration, of course, usually you think of Psalm 23 as a funeral mm-hmm. passage, and it is, and it's, it's appropriate for that reason because it speaks to comfort in the midst mm-hmm. of all this. But there is this idea that, that there's, there's, there's this ardent imagery of Psalm 23 that that is evoke evokes feelings, mm-hmm. and I wanted to, I wanted to make sure we we didn't we, we captured that 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 evocative of the approach or evocative message out of the mm-hmm. psalm. Yeah, and I, and and it, it's interesting too when you go back to Psalm 23 and you read that and you get this this tone of calm and uh, almost respite in the. But it's in the middle of, and why it's used in funeral services, in the middle of the valley of the shadow of death, yeah. the the middle of the threat of fear and evil, the middle of whatever King David is facing. You know, uh, we're assuming David wrote, write, wrote this uh, message or wrote this uh, chapter, uh, but this is the king of Israel, right, who has faced down many pressures and, and many stresses and and wars and, and all sorts of of enemies both in inside the kingdom and outside the kingdom and yet can say uh, I'll fear no evil for my yeah. God is with me that he's comforted by the protective uh, nature of the Lord and that the Lord provides spaces for him to be refreshed and restored and filled up and and which what is, a, what a great image which is different because it's not as as one of my professors once said it's not the comfort of a big comfy couch no it's not that kind of a squishy soft kind of comfort it's the comfort of knowing that there's all this crazy these crazy things going on or these enemies all around and you have it's the comfort of a, of a mighty fortress to yeah. use luther you know and so that and the mighty fortress does provide comfort and the fact that this goes back to what i was saying a minute ago when you center on on who god is and you realize the strength and the magnitude and the and the the, the unchanging nature of god that brings you comfort yeah and again trying to bring that out in the in the in psalm 23 and then it and then it the message is Really, and this is where I landed big time, and, and you mentioned you went into it as well. But this this passage is seen from Luke chapter ten. These two sisters, Martha and Mary, and uh, Jesus, and and in some ways, there's almost a, a an ordinariness, right? Yeah. There's almost a, a, a mundaneness to this scene. You know, this is this is a, 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 a woman who's hosting a dinner party, right? Mm-hmm. For a bunch of people, I mean, we, we've got to assume there are quite a few people in this in this place, um, and she is frantic. She is distressed. She is overwhelmed. You know, when you look at this particular uh, passage. Um, you know what is it? What does it say to you? What do you What do you look at when you? What jumps off the page to you from that Luke? That's chapter funny. I was just thinking of the questions. That, you know, when when we as preachers get a get a passage like this, yeah. 
Um, you know, I think we both went with it in our own way. You know, it's narrative. Yeah, it's understandable. It's relatable, and uh, and and really, one of the things that we get to do is just, we just need to tell the story. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but we need to tell it in ways that you don't necessarily pick up on it from just a straight reading, straight reading of the text. But who who can't argue or or, or, or relate to Martha? Mm-hmm. You know, I think I, when I I know when I was looking at it, I, I could only see you because I was watching the video yeah. of you. I couldn't see the crowd that you yeah. were seeing yourself but i would imagine when you were talking about you yourself being a martha type of personality Person, yeah. when it's come to the type a driven get things done da, da, mm-hmm. da, da, that i was seeing the same thing and i was seeing a lot of nodding heads lots out there. of nodding heads said, yes yes and so yes they're like almost yeah he gets what i talk, think about when i look at that uh, that story yeah and for me it was really important to elevate the idea that what Martha is doing is not unimportant, right? right? This is important work. This is not to diminish the importance of that servant And heart. his response, Jesus' response to her was not to Not to diminish either. it, no. Not, it, it is. I mean, obviously, they're, they're going to get hungry. Yeah. So they, eventually, they're going to have to eat. Yeah, and it was funny because right after the service, you know, we had somebody that came up and said, oh, yeah, I'm definitely a, a, a Martha. Actually, she used the I used the illustration of Monica Geller from, from Friends, Friends to kind yeah. of bring – she's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Monica. I've always been that kind of person. I said, well, that's – it's not it's not a bad thing to be that hospitable person. In fact, the the early church was built on these hospitable host host and hostesses. Uh, it's just what happens when and I read this out of Warren Wearsbeats, you know, what happens when we become so frantic with uh, in working for the Lord that we don't spend time with the Lord. I mean, that's that's the point of That was a great line by this one of the ones I starred on yeah. there. It's yeah. just the point of tipping, you know. It's that point where, and and I think you and I, as pastors, and I'm sure Rebecca, we we probably understand that aspect of it as much as anybody. You know, we get so busy working for that we we might fail to spend time with Jesus Christ. I, you know? I didn't bring this out either, but a few weeks ago, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law came to for the weekend, and uh, my our friends from North Florida came from the weekend, and I'm Seal and I are prepping. Yeah, and we're getting our house ready, we're getting meals ready, and we're doing else. And I was. I, I, this I was Martha. I yeah. was all over Martha that that weekend, and the challenge was, and I think I got there, but the challenge was to be able to sit down at that table and just connect with us, connect with them. Yeah, not worry about what's in the oven or in yeah. the who needs yeah. to be cleaned up or whatever. And I, and I think the cool thing was that you know this image of a meal here, right? And you opened with the story of you and Seal in St. Augustine first and you, day. And you went to Burns Steakhouse. We went to Burns Steakhouse yeah. in our, at, our, at our one year anniversary. One year anniversary yeah. And just that whole image, I, I think it is really telling how for the right person, for the right relationship, at the right moment, we slow down and we savor the meal and we savor yeah. the conversation and we savor the relationship. And that's what Jesus is calling Martha to do. The food is, you know, I, it's it's almost it's almost to me, I, it, and I didn't. This is one of those cutting room floor things because my message went long anyway. Uh, where I think to what happens in John's Gospel when Mary um, pours the, the the perfume on the feet of Jesus, and then Judas has this great complaint, and and 
that you money know, could have been used money for. could have been used for the poor. And what does Jesus say? The poor you always have with me, but you will not always have me. Yeah. And again, it's not that taking care of the poor is unimportant. That's not what yeah. he's talking about. He's saying, but but these savoring times and what yeah. Mar- again, Mary is the example there uh, to have this wholehearted, uh, intimate, um, extravagant kind of devotion mm-hmm. to Jesus Christ. It takes intentionality and seeing the significance of the moment over even the important things that we have to put aside to get there. This was one of those sermons where, and I'd be curious to hear how, you know, you had your saying no to think to important things and saying no in order to say yes, you know, application of this, but, but the, the application of this really is where it gets, I think, challenging it really does. And, 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 and it gets real. Yeah. You know, so what were you thinking about when you when it came to so you you've unpacked this story now yeah. we've talked about the the uh, the, you know, the Martha background the the Mary background and and Jesus isn't fussing at at Martha he's just trying to frame it out by saying and it's almost that same same thing you know the poor you always have with me Jesus he knew wasn't always going to be with them yeah but Martha is choosing that while she could yeah to be at the feet of, of Jesus while she could now the turn comes and yeah, so, what do so, we do? so now in the same busy lives. Yeah. Lives for everybody listening. How do how do you appropriate that into a busy life? Well, for me, it was really important to acknowledge that that's not easy to do. You know, because I think I've heard messages, and I don't think either one of us did this. I think both of us acknowledge the difficulty in this. But I have heard messages on the Mary and Martha scene that have just acted like this is the most easy thing in the world, right? Just to just to spend time with Jesus and to to savor those in moments and. And my in the back of my head, I'm always thinking, well, you are a professional Christian, right? So, yes, that's easy for you, but it's not easy for those that have three jobs, three jobs, know, kids or, with all kinds of activities yeah, they, or health problems, like you're saying. Earlier. Yeah, I mean, it, that's not easy, and and it's and and so I kind of want to just acknowledge that that that's the case, but then also to help people say, you know. When you say no to whatever very important thing you have to say no to in order to say yes to Jesus Christ, when, that stuff's still going to be there. That stuff is still going to be there. It's not going to have fallen apart. God's still going to be on the throne. He's going to sustain that, whatever that is. And then when you come back to that thing, because it will be there, the meal that Martha is serving would have still been there had she waited 30 minutes to sit at Jesus' feet. They still would have been able to eat. But you'll do it with a greater sense of joy and fulfillment and wholeness. And, and to use the term, and I like this term, I wish I had used this term myself, a sense of refreshment, right? I think that's the key. It's it's the image that I, I think of as like the runner that doesn't, you know, that doesn't take in hydration while they're trying to run a marathon. You know, they don't they don't pull off to grab that that water and that uh, you know that 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 hydration pack and they they burn out you know they have to slow down to do that <laughs> runners that go through you you know you've seen it no matter how elite and a runner you are you go through that hydration station you are slowing down by yeah. seconds but they the most elite runner knows that even those few seconds are worth it because when they get that they're going to have a little bit more energy for the rest of the journey and and conversely if you don't get that your 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 body's going to tell you it's going to stop it's going to shut you down yeah what so what about you your your application points you had these four application points which i really liked uh what were what was your mindset of as you wanted to make that turn from the Psalm 23 idea of the tone, then how that tone plays out in the life of uh, Mary and Martha in this scene, 
and now you're making the turn to the lives of yeah. everyday people. Well, I, getting into that, I wanted to make sure that the uh, the concept of savoring was was sort of grasp well and so the story of uh, even sitting at the feet of Jesus at seating, seat, uh, sitting at the feet of Dr. Mauser yeah and then and then just that that um, notice and mindfulness that of, of a meal chewing you know chewing that food really slowly mm-hmm. and, and, and just you know that that was a that was a kind of eye-opening experience for me and so now I just want to I want to I want to take that and say can we it's not going to happen first off if we don't actually and I love your use of this you said it several times at the end the intentional effort it's got to it take it will out. not happen I mean, this is the bottom line I don't know from my own life here it doesn't happen unless you intend for it to happen Mm-mm. so you won't slow down and get all you know we've been talking already just this podcast all the benefits that come out of this slow, mm-hmm. slowing down all the things we talked about in the sermons it will not happen if you do not intend to make it happen yeah so first started with saying you got to slow down yeah you know you got to just move at half your pace do something that, that is slowing down weird thing by the way application wise was i'm looking out over a group of people and i'm in the, the classic service and i got a fair number of elderly people yeah. there who probably you know many of them live alone mm-hmm. and you know there's there's early retirement mid-retirement late retirement and some of the late retirement years are not as active and not as yeah. busy as others and that's why I, I tried to get that line in there that said look it's not the same thing i can't remember if i said it in the recording or mm-hmm. if i said it in person but it's not the same thing as just being quiet or being by yourself or you know that's a very different animal there's intentionality around the a that we're that we are slowing down and b what we're doing as we're slowing down yeah. we'll spend more time in the weeks ahead unpacking some of those things when i really loved one of the things that you did was really and and i did not do this this would be kind of like i was kind of getting at the difficulty of, of of the slowing down part and then what that slowing down leads you to you really said well once you slow down what do you do with it i really again uh, beating the dead horse listening to both messages is important for this reason the idea of the small things noticing yeah. the small things using that slowing down to savor the small things because i think so often this is why i think it was very important because so often we slow down only for the big stuff right you mentioned it the the first kiss you mentioned it the the your the built you know the the birth of your first child those are moments that you have to savor right you have to slow down can't but, help it yeah but then you talked about the just you know the slowing down as you as you notice the odd smells in Honduras and the 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 small things that you yeah. thank God for in those moments. And I wonder if you talk try, just a little try, about try that. Try to a slip bit. in even the um, look. If I get a text message from somebody, which is usually bursty, kind of quick yeah. statements, you're chatting back and forth over over text. But even that, could you just even contemplate, just spend some time time thinking about. Who sent me this text message? What do I know about this person yeah. who sent me this text message? You know, can I just find myself even in prayer for them? Because that's that's exactly this. This is just slowing down long enough to, to get it. And you and I both know that slowing down when we read scripture, yeah, changes everything. Just just slowing down words. You know, what what does that sentence mean? Just chewing it over. What is what's what's being said here? That that makes that makes a huge difference. Or visualizing the person who that you're. Um, I don't think I said this on the recording, but in person I've said if you're having a conversation with someone, just you know how sometimes you mm-hmm. you you're having a conversation, your mind's about three steps ahead. 
just trying to check that as much as you can and just say I, I'm I'm fully present with this person right now until yeah. until we're ready to move on to the next thing. Well, it's so funny because, you know, this is the whole and some people might listen to this and go, "Well, wait a minute, this is a lot of like the the mindfulness um, kind of movement that comes out of Buddhism, right?" Well, no no, I mean yes and no. The the Buddhists are really good at stopping and being mindful. But what we're saying is, it's not just being mindful for mindfulness' sake. It's mindfulness for the sake of being grateful to the Lord for what He's provided. You know, and it's so funny because you know we. I'm an Apple Watch user, um, and it checks me every day. It takes some time to quote be mindful. There's like this thing where it like reminds you, and there's a a button you can press, and it starts to count. Down for just one minute, and do you know how often I just say, "Heck no, I'm not doing yeah. that." Right there. I had that on my Apple Watch for a while too. It's br- <laughs> the breathe moment. The breathe. Yeah. Well, that, they've changed it to now mindfulness, right? Yeah. So it's, but it's just interesting how even just a one minute uh, kind of reminder to say to slow down yeah. can be really impactful. But a lot of times we just think I'm too busy even for this one minute, yeah. and it's really can can be such a benefit to our faith life if we take. Yeah. A minute here, a minute there, five minutes here, ten minutes there, just to use those moments to slow down and thank God for what He's done and, and be grateful. And, and I was following my own counsel yesterday. At the after I had uh, Elizabeth, our granddaughter, uh, for till you know till through lunchtime, and after lunch, I just sort of stepped back and said, "How's my day going?" Yeah. You know that kind of think, so thinking about in, where yeah. do I see God's hand at work in, in mm-hmm. this in this life here? Mm-hmm. So, man, yeah, you're right. It could be it can be seen as more of a you know, Buddhist New Agey kind of thing, but as a Christian, you can't. When when I, mean, I can't help but to do it through the lens of of Christ. Where 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 is your hand at work? You yeah. know, I be, I believe you've been doing some things today, and, and I'm going to look for it, and I'm going to reflect on it at the end of the day, in the middle of the day, whenever it is. Yeah. Well, that's a great. I think it's a great thing for all of us, especially right now. This uh, this week, you and I are reversing places. You're going to be in Vine. I'm going to be right. in Classic. Uh, we are talking about uh, an, another another a- aspect of Jesus ministry and another psalm and so uh, I hope everybody will join us as we talk about the concept of withdrawing yeah. uh, spiritually which is uh, an, it's going to be a, it's a really interesting topic and uh, very so, related though it's, it, it goes I mean these all are, they're, they're interrelated concepts throughout the series so if anyone missed uh, the first uh, sermon in our series uh, in this series called slowing down be sure to check out our website fpclakeland.org click on the sermon archive uh page and you can watch the full the full uh, uh, services in both classic and vine if you've missed any one of our podcasts be sure to check us out armchair preaching on apple uh, podcasts uh, spotify uh, google play stitcher soundcloud all those links are on our website as well be sure to subscribe hit the like button share it with your friends Uh, it's a really good way to just unpack the full full messages and uh, especially right now slow down take some time take the deep breath and slow down thanks john for being with us thank you see you all soon